This week on the Wager Pager Podcast. DraftKings Sportsbook is hosting the 2019 Sports Betting National Championship Contest. The event is the first of its kind and will be held here in New Jersey. A criminal network in Europe gained millions by fixing professional tennis matches. We'll fill you in on those details. The futures odds for the Kentucky Derby and win totals for Major League Baseball have been released. We'll tell you what the early lines are. And this week, our guest is VEASAN's Gil Alexander. Gil returns to the Wager Pager podcast to discuss why he's here in New Jersey, talk about handicapping the NFL divisional round, and drop some all-around sports betting knowledge. And once again, former Marist College defensive back Jimmy the Dice Man Rulin joins us to make our selections for NFL divisional round weekend. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager podcast NFL divisional round special. Here we go. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Wager Pager podcast, where we talk about everything in the world of sports gambling news, conduct must-hear interviews, and give out picks and analysis. I'm your host, Chris Rogers. Don't forget to follow me and the show on Twitter at The Wager Pager. And I'm here, as always, with my gorgeous and intelligent girlfriend, Mercedes Barba. And are you happy or sad that football season is coming to an end? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? I'm your host, Mercedes Barba. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mercedes Bianca. We have a really exciting show for you guys this week. It's NFL Divisional Round Weekend. The boys crushed it last week on their wild card and championship game picks. And we have a really cool guest today. So what's better than that? But first, here's your sports gambling news. DraftKings Sportsbook is hosting the first ever sports betting national championship right here in Jersey City, New Jersey. The event takes place this weekend, January 11th to the 13th. We will dive deeper into this later with our guest Gail Alexander, but first place is a reported $1 million. Wild. According to a press release, an organized crime syndicate involved in fixing professional tennis matches in Europe was disassembled in an operation led by the Spanish Civil Guard coordinated by the National High Court of Spain and supported by Europol. 83 suspects were arrested, 28 of them are professional players. The investigation dates back to 2017 when the Tennis Integrity Unit denounced irregular activities related to pre-arranged matches in the International Tennis Foundation Futures and Challenger Tournaments. The suspects allegedly bribed professional players to guarantee desired results and utilize the identities of thousands of citizens to wager on pre-arranged matches. A criminal group of Armenian individuals supposedly used one single professional tennis player to spawn the entire operation, who acted as the link between the gang and the rest of the criminal group. Crazy. Kentucky Derby season is officially here as William Hill releases future odds on the 145th edition of the Run for the Roses, which takes place on May 14, 2019. Some of the early favorites include Game Winner going off at 5-1, Coliseum going off at 8-1, Improbable also 8-1, Instagram at 10-1, to 1, 
and a horse named Gunmetal Gray at 12 to 1. We will keep you guys posted on odds and news as the season progresses. Switching gears here in Major League Baseball betting news, the Action Network reports that Caesars Palace in Las Vegas became the first sportsbook to release 2019 MLB win totals. The release happened over a month earlier than last year. Don't hesitate on the chance to cash in on those early numbers, guys. The top five win totals posted are the Boston Red Sox at 98.5, the Houston Astros at 97.5, the New York Yankees at 96.5, the Brewers at 83.5, and the Oakland A's sitting at 83 wins. That was your week in sports gambling news. And now, guys, time for an NFL Divisional Weekend Special Weather Report. A winter advisory has been issued in Kansas City, Missouri for Friday and Saturday. This could certainly affect the divisional playoff game between the Colts and the Chiefs, set to kick off on Saturday at 3.35 locally. The storm system is expected to move into the area on Friday and drop 2-5 to five inches of snow. The heavy snow will stop by kickoff, but there could be snow showers come game time. Bet accordingly, guys. If you can believe it guys, the weather will not be so perfect in Los Angeles, California on Saturday. There will be light showers in the morning, cloudy skies at night with 53 degrees forecasted for the 815 local game between the Rams and the Dallas Cowboys. And that's freezing for LA, brr. The weather in New England at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts will not be as bad as originally thought. There will not be snow, but the temperature will be around 28 degrees for the 105 Eastern Time kickoff. We'll see how those San Diego, I mean Los Angeles Chargers, deal with the sub-freezing temps. Some people say that can favor the better running team, which is the Chargers. Hmm. And lastly, the temperature in the Superdome for the Sunday night weekend nightcap featuring the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles will be, as always, a perfect 70 to 75 degrees. That was the Wager Pager Divisional Weekend Weather Report. Good luck this weekend, guys. All right, guys, what you've been waiting for, here's our interview with Gil Alexander. What's up, guys? We have a very special returning guest this week. You may know him as the host of VSIN's A Numbers Game or from his Megapod, Beating the Book. He's one of the sharpest minds in Las Vegas, providing actionable betting information. We welcome back to the Wager Pager, Gil Alexander. Thanks for having me, Chris. Appreciate it, man. What's up, Gil? Uh, you guys can follow Gil on Twitter at Beating the Book and his network at VSIN Live. That's at V S I N Live. Welcome to New Jersey, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm at Borgata Atlantic City right now and going to be in Jersey City in a couple, uh, actually tomorrow now. Right on, right on, right on. Um, if you don't mind, kind sir, can you tell us a little bit uh, about why you're here? The uh, DraftKings Sports Betting National Championship. And are you here just to cover the event, or are you actually competing? Well, I'm actually in New Jersey because I do a weekly show with Jay Rue, the vice president of racing sports at MGM Resorts International, uh, called Behind the Book. We do it from some most of the time in Las Vegas, but with legalization now in different jurisdictions. So we've done four different shows at two different properties in Mississippi this year, and this is our third trip to Borgata this football season as well. And it just so happens that it's the same week as the DraftKings uh, National Sports Betting Championship. And so a producer of that show decided, you know, about six weeks ago, hey, you see this contest? We're going to be in New Jersey. You want to enter it since we're going to be there anyway? And that's how that's how that started. So I'm actually in it. I'm not covering it. I'm in it. 
Oh, dude, that's awesome, man. I would love to enter. My bankroll's uh, not big enough. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's uh, it's, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a pretty pricey buy-in. That's for sure. It's a uh, a ten thousand dollar entry fee, five thousand dollar bankroll. Um, and I think it's a fascinating contest, three days long with specific rules, and um, should be very interesting um, because the, the people who are playing are interesting. There's a lot of fantasy players. There's a lot of uh, sharp sports bettors who are coming to play it. So. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I heard even uh, Phil Helmuth is playing, the uh, sport, uh, poker guy. Yes, yes, he is. He's in it. He's very excited <laughs> to play it. He believes he has very... the advantage, so we'll see. All right, Gil, so what are the particulars on the rules in this uh, tournament here? Um, it is a, again, it's a $10,000 uh, buy-in, $5,000 bankroll. By the way, you get to keep, even if you don't you know, win the whole thing and win a million dollars, uh, $2.5 million uh, contest as a whole, you get to keep whatever you make. So you get to, so that's sort of an added incentive to play the game. It's not as if you lose your entry fee if you don't win the whole thing or if you don't play. But the actual rules that are in place are that you have to bet a minimum of $1,000 of your $5,000 bankroll Friday and Saturday combined. So that's the minimum. you got to do that. You don't have to bet at all Friday if you don't want, but as long as you bet $1,000 total Friday and Saturday. That's the first rule. The other rule is, and you can bet on any sport, by the way, those two days, and then you have to bet a minimum of $2,000 on Sunday, and you can only bet on the National Football League on Sunday. Those are the primary rules. Huh. Interesting. There must be some uh, very creative strategic uh, thinking going on from all the all the applicants or entrants. <laughs> No doubt about it, and I will be honest with you, we're recording this the day before. My thinking is constant and changing at all times. So uh, I haven't, <laughs> what I thought I was solidified in thinking, I, I might not be. I might be turned on its head by now. Seriously, what do you do? Parlays and teasers? Bet the whole thing on the first game? Must uh, that's, I guess that's half the problem. Figure all that out. Got to figure all that out. Well, very cool, man. We wish you the best of luck. We'll be following you all, all the way along. And, uh, Okay, let's get into some shop talk here. Uh, let me ask you, how is handicapping the divisional round of the NFL playoffs different from handicapping the wild card round? Uh, I don't know that it's any different for me. I mean, you can find some stats that make it different. Um, you know, once a year, right before a wild card round, I always like to cite the stat about how nine out of ten times historically since uh, this format has gone to the format it is now in the NFL. The spread doesn't matter in wild card week. It's it's the week where the spread matters the least. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that the spreads are what they are during wild card week. Uh, division round, obviously, theoretically, with the number one and two seeds playing, features a bigger gap between opponents, and therefore the spreads are going to be wider, and therefore um, the spreads going to come into play more. So the, I mean, in many ways, it's uh, more narrative than it is predictive, and I don't think for me that there's any real difference other than the same method that I use every week in handicapping teams. Um, I do think there's a, I, I do think I liked the games as a group generally better last week. Uh, I was all over the first three dogs, the um, the Colts, the Seahawks, which got there finally, and certainly in teasers got there finally, and then uh, the Chargers. I was on the Bears in a teaser, and uh, Cody Parkey broke my heart, um, as the Bears did in general. I think this group <laughs> of games, I don't love them as a group as much, but I certainly see opportunity for sure. 
Very cool, very cool. Uh, talking handicapping games, one of uh, the friends of the pod, Christian Pina from the Sports Gambling Podcast, talks about this a lot, this theory about how uh, the spread doesn't matter in the NFL. I hear you guys touching on that down at VEASAN, too. What's your take on that? Well, that's what I was just talking about, how, um, you know, where that's most pronounced is wild card week. You know, it's 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 not a talking point that I like to make a lot because it's sort of misleading to the casual better, but really 83% of the time, roughly, historically, in the regular season, the spread does not come into play. That is to say that a favorite covers and wins, wins and covers in the process, and or a dog wins outright. Only 17% of the time during the regular season, historically, does a favorite win but not cover. Those are the only times the spread actually comes into play, the theory being, hey, if you can just pick the winner, otherwise, you'll get the, uh, the spread won't even matter. It'll just fall into place. Wild card weekend is the biggest example of that. But division round, that, that goes back on its head a bit. So spreads matter, um, as they always do, but certainly they matter uh, based on that, that very sort of uh, soundbite-y kind of stat that, that people like to throw out. Um, I like the Colts very much as a dog. I like the Chargers very much as a dog. I I'm, I'm promise you I'll be teasing both of those teams. Um, I think the two NFC games, are interesting because I think that um, you could make the case that all four sides of teasers will will actually come home in those games. If you you know you put it in the old the old gun to head question that people ask all the time, it's like, well, if you had only one game here to win, yeah, absolutely had to win this game. Would you feel better teasing the Rams down or the Cowboys up? Would you feel better teasing the Saints down or the Eagles up? And I think there's probably four convincing answers to those questions. Um, I do think the Cowboys caught a break when the Eagles won, so the Cowboys didn't have to go face the Saints. I think that matchup would have been much more difficult for them. I think they have a puncher's chance against the Rams. They can eat some clock with Zeke Elliott. Um, and I think in the case of the Eagles, you know, look, every instinct is to, is to want to take the Saints. I'm not getting in front of that Nick Foles magic carpet ride uh, that easily anymore. And the Saints, like the Chiefs, like the Rams, all the best teams supposedly in the NFL this year, they've all shown flaws. So it's going to be really interesting how this plays out. Yeah, man, I totally agree. I uh, I love the dogs this week. I wouldn't be surprised to see even a few coming away with a, a money line winner. Um, let me ask you, of, of the three teams who are coming into this weekend uh, off three straight road games, being Indianapolis, the Chargers, and Philadelphia, who do you think has the best chance to catch a money line ticket? Uh, it's probably the team that's gotten the worst of that to me, which is the Chargers. Uh, to me, I don't know. I don't know. It's the Chargers and the Colts, both of those. I, I would I would not put the Eagles at the top, but it would either be the Chargers or Colts for me uh, who have the best chance to cash it. I really think the Colts are a solid football team, and I think, you know, the Chiefs have shown flaws, as I said. Andy Reid, uh, for as good as he's been off extra rest, and I think it's 20 and Four straight up lifetime when Andy Reid has a team of extra rest, 16 and 8 against the number. He is woefully, as so many people know, tough, uh, had a tough experience in the playoff time and time again, including last year against the Titans. So I like the Colts. I think they come in with all kinds of confidence. But really for me, the team that I've been in the tank for most of the second half of the season is the Chargers. And the Chargers have really gotten the worst of it here. Not only are they playing a third straight road game, but the Chargers get an unprecedented second straight game in the playoffs on the road early on a Sunday. 
that is a real shaft that they're getting by that scheduling. Like that, that's, I don't know that that's ever happened before. So they've got to overcome that for a second straight week in the playoffs. Again, they did so against Baltimore last week. But to me, that's an interesting game in the sense that it's one of these handicapping things where you got to sort of remove your thoughts about the Patriots, Patriots historically and the Chargers historically as franchises. You got to remove the names off the jerseys and think to yourself, if you didn't know the names on the jerseys or the franchises involved, and you just looked at the the raw numbers of all this, would the Patriots really be four point favorites here? And I think the answer to that is absolutely not. So I think there's a lot of value on the Chargers. They do get a scheduling shaft, but I wouldn't be surprised they overcome it. Yeah, man, I totally agree. I love the Chargers. We were on them last week, money line. This is a tough travel spot for them, but I think they have the best roster in the entire league. I think they're certainly the most balanced team in the AFC. Let's put it that way. Right on, right on. Okay, uh, switching gears here a little bit. If you don't mind, can you tell us something that is true about sports betting that almost nobody agrees with you on? Oh, that's a great question. That's an awesome question. Um, you know, I'll, I, something came up the other day on my show, a numbers game at VEASAN. Um, Sirius XM Channel 204, by the way, Chris. Um, the uh, the thing that came up was Bill Krakenberger and I were doing the show together, and Krakenberger was talking about how I think I don't know if he got the worst of it or somebody else got the worst of it, and you know how those things even out. And I immediately said to him, I go, this brings me to one of my favorite sports betting fallacies to me, and this is my opinion, which most people would disagree with. To answer your question, is that it doesn't even out for really good, sophisticated betters. If you are a serious better who has done this a long time and are a successful better, if you're good, I don't think the bad beats, the close losses, even out in your favor, even out. I, I think they go against you. I think they are not in your favor. Um, and, the, and the logic behind that for me, and he asked me directly, was that if you're good, you tend to win a lot of your games by a comfortable margin. And it would make sense then that – um, you know, if you're not good, you're going to lose your share of every kind of game. But if you're good, you're going to win a fair share of your games by a comfortable margin. And that just, in the odds, then means that uh, a lot of the closer ones are going to go against you. And I don't know that those ever even out. They could, but I'm not sure that they ever do. Very interesting. Well, I guess that's the life of a sports better, right? Yeah, I mean, I could be, listen. I could be completely wrong about that, Chris. But people are like, ah, you look at it, they even out. Nah, I don't know if they even out for for really good betters. If you're good, I don't know that they even out. Okay, okay. Um, Gil, is there something on the horizon in the sports gambling media space that you may see coming that other people don't that would like quote unquote change the game in the sports betting media space? Uh, there, there is stuff that that I have thought of that I might want to keep to myself. There's certainly that. Um, <laughs> you know, what do I see coming? Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have you're going to have teams or even leagues that are going to, and I don't know if this is if other people aren't thinking this. I think you're going to have teams and even leagues that are going to attempt alternate broadcasts that are gambling focused. So now the Washington Wizards just recently announced they're going to have an alternate gambling 
telecast, but really all they're referring to is they're going to have some graphics that relate to gambling while a game is going on, and maybe like a game contest in-game or some stuff. But what I'm referring to is this sort of dream of, you know, we all, we've all come to know when we watch a, a professional sporting event or a collegiate sporting event, you have professional announcers talk about the game itself and how a team, how both teams are trying to win or lose the game, right, generally speaking. And I do think that there, I, I think we're going to see alternative broadcasts with announcers by people who are gambling focused that you could probably access on an app or something, right? Not, not over, you know, not network coverage, but that you could watch and it's people like you and me who are talking about the game but are strictly talking about it through the lens of gambling. Um, that would be one prediction for me. All right, guys. Uh, that was the one and only Gil Alexander. You can follow Gil on Twitter at Feeding the Book. And make sure to check out all the superior sports gambling content coming from Vizin at vizin.com, through XM Channel 204, and Fubo TV. Gil, thanks again for joining us. Chris, appreciate it. Thanks so much. Say hello to Mercedes. The Wager Pager podcast is presented by uwager.eu, where America bets. uwager.eu is the official online sportsbook of the Wager Pager podcast. Log on to uwager.eu slash wager pager. That's uwager.eu slash wager pager to receive a 50% welcome bonus up to $1,000 deposit. All right, guys, welcome to the Wager Pager podcast NFL divisional weekend special. I'm here, as usual, with my guy, my partner in picks, Jimmy Dice Rulin, former Marist College defensive back. We had a big week last week, brother. We went 6-1. and one. How you feeling about that? Feeling good, man. You know, just starting to hit our stride. You know, looking forward to uh, the divisional round, uh, continuing our record of uh, more picks, more money, building that bankroll. Can't believe uh, the season's winding down. I kind of wish we had some more weeks, but, you know, I'll take it, and uh, I'll take those winners. All right, only a couple spots left to get this money. Let's do it. Let's recap last week real quick. As we said at the top of the segment, we went 6-1 and one on the podcast picks last week, my friend. We won on the Colts plus one and the under, if you were listening closely there to the pod. Cowboys minus one and a half because Jimmy the Dice Man put that shit in Wednesday night early in the week. Chargers plus two and a half, won that game outright. Eagles plus six and a half, won that game outright as well. We cashed Clemson plus five and a half on Monday night for the national championship game. But we did lose on the under 59 and a half. The final score was 60. Our only loss was by a half point. Hey, man, I'll take it. You know, uh, but I will say we did get that cover on the Cowboys game by a half a point. So uh, it evens out. But uh, what a great week for us. I know... uh, we had a lot of fun. We got together for that Cowboys game. And, you know, like I said, that you know, the season's winding down, but I feel like we're just starting to hit our stride. So uh, let's make these last couple of weeks count and uh, continue to build that bankroll. All right, baby, let's jump right in to NFL Divisional Weekend. The first game on the slate is Saturday, January 12th, 4.35 p.m. kickoff. We have the Indianapolis Colts sitting at plus 5.5 at the Kansas City Chiefs, minus 5.5. The over-under is 57. What are you thinking? You know, uh, I think I'm going to go against, the. I think, everyone. Uh, everyone I'm talking to, everyone I'm listening to uh, is on the Red Hot Colts. 
Uh, I get it. You know, uh, they're 10 of their last 11. I think they're like 9 and 1 in ATS. Uh, you know, you got Andrew Luck, you know, uh, probably one of the best QBs in the league, you know, uh, found his, uh, his mojo and his stride back. Uh, Frank Wright's got that defensive side of the ball who, uh, I feel the league has kind of overlooked. Uh, Marlon Mack, uh, running machine, you know, so, uh, I think you got everything clicking, uh, for the Colts right now. Uh, but personally, you know, I'm gonna go back with Kansas City, uh, one of the best teams in the league. I mean, they're the number one seed in the AFC, uh, you know, and they proved themselves. You know, yeah, I know they've had a couple, uh, marquee losses for, in big time games. Uh, but the first thing is, you, you give Andy Reid extra time, and I mean, I don't have the st- stat in front of me, um, but he's like 24, and I think like 8 or something like that. I think he's 20, uh, 20 and 4, and that's in the regular season, but this is playoffs. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. It's playoffs, but he has playoff experience. You know, Frank Wright, I get it. You know, he got his first playoff win last week, uh, but, he, but they're still new to this. You know, uh, Andy Reid's going to get those guys, uh, you know, pumped. Um, Patrick Mahomes is talking about how, like, you know, Kansas City's going to get over that hump and he's going to bring home a, a winner to uh, Arrowhead. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is, was one of only two people in the NFL that have 50 touchdown passes during the regular season with over 5,000 yards. You know, he's probably going to be the MVP potentially or maybe they'll give it to Breeze, um, you know. And then also, uh, I forgot who's filling in since Kareem Hunt was an idiot and freaking started slugging chicks and, and getting in the bar fights. But, uh, who's ever yeah, running back there? Shit. Yeah, dude. Um, he, uh, I believe the running back that's filling in for him, I, I apologize, I forgot his name, but, um, he's, uh, out of the last four games, he's got four rushing TDs. I know everyone's saying that Kansas City has given up a lot of points. But, dude, when you're averaging about 40 points a game and the only thing that you can do is pass, of course they're going to be giving up a lot more yardage than everyone else. So I feel like that stat is kind of skewed um, away from Kansas City, you know. Um, but I just feel they have a great um, offensive – not offensive front, excuse me, defensive line that's going to be able to get to the Colts. Now, I will say I believe um, I saw it the other day i think the colts have great defensive line they have the one of the worst defenses in the league don't forget that but i just said the reason why it's skewed like that is because they were up in so many games that everyone's got to pass for three of the four quarters it's much easier to, to blow up stats when you know you're playing catch up the whole time and they're just blowing out the score and everyone's got to pass for 400 yards and still lose against them. So, yeah. But- okay, 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 okay. But you're not uh, in the least worried about Patrick Mahomes and this being his first playoff start. You saw what happened with Lamar and Mitchell Trubisky, Deshaun Watson last week. Yeah, I, you know what? I think he's going to, uh, you know, I think those three stumbles earlier in the year, you know, on primetime against uh, the Chargers, um, you know, New England, and I guess they played the Rams as well. Uh, and I just think the extra week and planning that Andy Reid's going to get them uh, is going to help them get over that hump. They're going to get back to their uh, high-scoring ways. And I think that if Kansas City can get out on top like they've done so many times this year, that the Colts are going to become one-dimensional and the Kansas City front defensive line is going to be able to just wreak havoc and just attack the, um, Andy, uh, Andrew Luck. 
and there's not going to be a run game for them to help bail them out. So uh, if the Colts get out up front and the uh, – not Colts, excuse me, if the Chiefs get out up front early and the Colts have to play catch-up, uh, it's going to be a bad recipe because the Colts cannot um, keep up with that high-flying offense because they're not a passing offense. They're more of a, a balanced run and off uh, pass. So um, that's what I got. I like Kansas City, uh, given the points. Uh, call me crazy, but I'm going back with uh, a team that uh, won me a lot of games this year, and I, I have confidence in this week. All right, all right, all right. Honestly, I was kind of waiting to bet against the Chiefs again like I did all year, but I lost all year, so maybe this is the time. I'm finally going to flip over. I'm going to roll with my man, one of the hottest handicappers on sports gambling Twitter, Jimmy Diceman ruling. Let's take the Chiefs, minus five and a half. Why not, brother? Let's do it. Let's do it. The high-flying offense, Mahomes going to buck the trend of, of the uh, first, first, you know, first uh first-time starters in the NFL playoffs. I'm feeling you, brother. Let's do it. All right, let's move on here. We got the uh, second game here on the slate for Saturday, January 12th. It's an 8.15 p.m. kickoff. We have the Dallas Cowboys, plus 7.5. At the Los Angeles Rams, minus 7.5, over under 50. Dallas Moneyline, plus 260 for those who are interested. What are you feeling, brother? You know what? I'm gonna let you go first on this, just because uh, I don't want the the fanboy uh, getting away. So I want to kind of see how you feel, and I'm gonna give you my my points for this game. So, all right, you know I've been on this team for about six weeks now. I uh, I bought your son Emmett a little uh, ticket, ten dollar ticket for the Cowboys to go all the way. I think back in July or August, right? Were they twenty eight to one or something? And I hope you held on to that ticket. I've been telling you for six weeks now, they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They're peaking at the exactly the right time. There's four components to this team that I love. The good defense, the great running back, the good special teams, and a quarterback who now has the ultimate security blanket in Amari Cooper. No Cooper Cup for the Rams. They've been trending down now for the past four or five weeks. And Jared Goff still has limited playoff experience as well. Give me the Cowboys. Plus seven and a half, and we might even have to sprinkle that money line, baby. Your money. You're so fucking money. Money dog. Return of the money dog. No doubt, dude. Uh, I thought, you know, initially I thought this is just fanboying me, but I honestly think uh, this might be another year. The Rams are one and done. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, they're a great team. They have great talent. They have a great coach. Um, but I just think that uh, they're not the same team they were the first half of the season, and the Cowboys are not the same team they were in the first half of the year. Uh, like you said, the Cowboys are riding hot. Uh, they got a defense now. Uh, they have an offensive line so they can run the ball. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, two of the three years he's been playing in the NFL, uh, he's been the leading rusher, and who knows if he wasn't suspended last year, he'd be probably three-time uh leading rusher uh, in a row. So uh, going against Todd Gurley, I know everyone said he's ready to go. The Rams have sat him out the past two weeks. They even signed C.J. Anderson just in case. Um, yeah, I know Todd Gurley's going to be ready to go. He's going to be pumped up. But I still don't think he's going to be 100%. Uh, when you have leg injuries, it, it doesn't take a couple weeks to get over it. So he is going to be a little bit banged up. You mentioned uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, the security blanket for Goff uh, is not there. Um, and then 
I know you mentioned Amari Cooper, but I think Amari Cooper is going to keep a, a keep to lead. Um, and, and Peter's over there on the other side. But, uh, you know, I think this is a good point for Beasley and Gallup to, uh, to step up. I think Alan Turns, uh, with that nasty injury, uh, last week is definitely going to hurt us a little bit. Um, but I like, you know, a good offensive line, a great defense, great defensive line is going to stop Gurley, you know, and, if, if I'm going to side with a, a QB, I'm going to lean on Dak. Uh, you know, I think truly our weakness is going to be our coaching staff. Uh, mm-hmm. I've said many times I've never been a fan of Jason Garrett. Um, I think sometimes our play calling from Scott Linehan can be iffy. Um, but I just have a, a feeling that, like you said, they're hot at the right time, and that's what it usually takes. You know, the Giants on their run, Philly last year, you know, so I think this could be Dallas's uh, year to possibly uh, get over that hump. And I know you made fun of me, but potentially uh, get back to the bowl and maybe get back into the winner's circle. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, man. What, 1994? I don't even know. I feel like I wasn't even born. Uh, but anyways, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, this week. I think we can uh, take the Rams. And let's be honest. L.A. doesn't care about football out there, especially the, the Rams or the Chargers. So that's really a home game. And I think I was at your house, Chris, when uh, I saw that the Cowboys have, I think, like 30 or 35% of the tickets out in L.A. So that's going to be almost like a neutral field. So there is no home field advantage, I feel. So uh, give me the Cowboys and the points, and you know we're sprinkling money on that money line. Jimmy the Dice Man, with uh, that pertinent information, as usual, pseudo-home game out in Los Angeles. Let's move on to Sunday in the second slate of NFL Divisional Round Weekend. Another game we've been loving all week. January the 13th, Sunday, 1.05 p.m. kickoff. We have the Los Angeles Chargers, plus four. In New England, minus four. The over-under is 47.5. What are you thinking, my friend? I think this is the year that uh, Philip Rivers uh, hit that monkey off his back. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are saying three consecutive uh, road games. Uh, I know they flew to Baltimore last week, and then they got to fly back home and then back to New England this week. So that's a lot of travel time. Um, but I think uh, Philip Rivers has just got, you know, something to prove this year. You know, he's got the team. He's got the defense uh, to kind of keep him in there. Uh, I don't really think this is the, um, the Patriots of old, you know. Don't forget, Josh Gordon is not going to be playing because uh, for whatever issues that he's trying to work out right now. So, uh, you know, so what other weapons? You take Josh Gordon out, you don't have someone that's going to stretch the field so now they're kind of limited. You know, uh, Gronkowski hasn't really been himself this year. Uh, he hasn't been that dominant player. So you take away Josh Gordon. Uh, now I think you really take away, um, you know, the Gronk. So uh, it's going to come down to Brady. And I don't know if you realize that, uh, you know, Brady missed out on five of his bonus uh, uh, specials this year because thinking that he was going to be a top five in all the five passing categories. And he was actually – uh, ranked 10, if not worse, uh, this year. So, uh, Brady's good. He's still Brady, uh, but he's not the Brady of old. He doesn't have the weapons around him. 
And I just think it might be uh, father time starting to fully uh, knock down that door. Uh, and I think uh, the Patriots might be done um, after tomorrow. So uh, I, I just like the Chargers. They're playing well. They're playing hot. Melvin, they got the running game. Keenan Allen, you know, um, I think is Henry playing, Chris? Do, do you know? Henry is playing. Uh, Melvin Gordon is back. He's a beast. And I think you're right. Seems to be a little bit of a crack in the King's crown showing this might be it. This may be the time is up for the New England Patriots. If you listen to the Wager Pager weather forecast earlier with Mercedes, the weather will be a factor in this game. I think that favors the better running team, which is the Chargers with Melvin Gordon. And in my opinion, I said it last week, the Chargers have the best roster in the NFL. This is my Super Bowl pick. I'm not going against them now. And we do still have them connected to a three-team money line parlay. We had Clemson Monday night. We're going with the boys, and we're going with the Chargers. Pays 40 to 1, 50 to 1, something like that. Yeah, when you told me you played that, I thought it was crazy, but now it looks like uh, now it looks like that could could work. So, uh, but yeah. No, 20, 25 to 1, sorry. 25 to 1, I think it pays. Sounds good, you know. But, uh, uh, all right, all right, dude. Let's uh, move on here to the the evening game on Sunday, January thirteenth, four forty p.m. The Philadelphia Eagles, defending Super Bowl champion Eagles, plus eight in New Orleans, minus eight. The over under is fifty one. Eagles plus three hundred on the comeback on the money line. What do you think, brother? Uh, I- I'm thinking the Saints are going to cover this. Uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, but I think, what was it, back in week 10, um, I think uh, the Saints gave the Eagles uh, one of the worst uh, losses to any uh, Super Bowl champ. I think it was like 70, uh, like 42 or 44 to 7, uh, pretty ridiculous score. Um, nothing much has changed. I mean, I understand that, uh, you know, Philly is getting a little bit um, healthy in terms of uh, scrolls in this game. Their secondary might not be as bad. Um, and now you got Nick Foles, you know, uh, big, big, big dick Nick, you know. But uh, I, I just, I just don't see uh, Philly's uh, magic lasting much longer, you know. Uh, I mean, it took a double doink field goal for them to win against uh, the Bears. Uh, did not definitely see that happening, but you know, uh, they're just limping in almost everywhere. They limped into the playoffs. They limped in past that wild card game against the Bears. Um, but Drew Brees, man, it's just uh, it's crazy on how, how great he's been playing. Uh, I personally think he might be the MVP of the year uh, down for the Houdat. But uh, Sean Payton, you know, given the fact that, you know, he's got the, the, the Super Bowl experience, uh, you know, they have the playoff experience. And I just think that offense is a little bit too much, you know, uh, the screens to Kamara. Michael Thomas is a, a man amongst boys. And, uh, you know, their defense is playing well. So uh, I know it's a lot. I know we don't typically like to go with, with dogs, especially uh, that much. Um, but I just don't think you beat a team, you know, by like 35, 40 points during the regular season, and now it's going to be an eight-point game, you know. Uh, I think they're still going to have their number. They're going to play the same type of game plan. And I think this is a matchup that uh, was supposed to happen last year. But unfortunately, uh, that Miracle of Minneapolis happened and ended up, uh, you know, Philly playing Minnesota. So uh, I think we're going to see what would have happened uh, if uh, the Eagles played the Saints last year. And uh, I think the Saints are going to take this uh, handily, at least probably by like 10 to, to two touches. 
So uh, what do you think, Chris? Jimmy the Dice, man. I'm riding with you, man. Like you said, the Saints kicked the Eagles' ass back in Week 10, 48-7. The, the Eagles say they want revenge. I don't see it happening. The Nick Foles magic stick ride is over. The Bears and Trubisky took advantage of an inexperienced Philly secondary last week. You're telling me Breeze is not going to crush them? I don't care. Lay the eight. Let's take the Saints. I agree. They're going to win by 10 or more. Here we go. NFL divisional round. Just to recap, we are going with the Saints minus eight. The Chargers plus four. Maybe a little sprinkle sprinkle on the money line. The Cowboys plus seven and a half. Maybe a little sprinkle sprinkle on the money line there. Your money. You're so fucking money. The Chiefs minus five and a half. And I'm going to throw out a bonus play here. Maybe the under in that Chiefs-Colts game. Under uh, 57. Do you have any bonus plays you're looking at? I think really the only bonus play is uh, the Cowboys money line. Uh, I just I just think we have, uh, you know, I think we're going to take that. You know, uh, it's, you know again, it's, it's tough because it, they are my squad and I'm so excited um, that they're, they're playing well and it actually looks like they have a team that can actually uh, compete. Um, but I mean, going against the Rams, you know, they had, you know, I think almost top to bottom, you know, uh, one of the best talented rosters. But uh, I, I think I want to sprinkle that money line. Your money. You're so fucking money. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I have confidence, you know, and uh, I think next week uh, when we record uh, the, the championship round, uh, I think we're going to be uh, talking about some uh, some good payouts. So. All right, let's do this. Let's cash these tickets. That is Jimmy the Dice Man ruling, former Marist College defensive back. Thank you for joining me for the NFL Divisional Weekend Special. What are you doing this weekend? Are we going to get together, watch these games? That seemed to be good luck last week. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to try to see if possibly maybe a Saturday night game again, maybe uh, head over to your place again. So, uh Maybe uh, not stop that uh, that winning trend uh, with that. So, but uh, uh, let's keep it going. All right, get pumped, get psyched, let's win some bets. Let's do it. Keep it going. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. That's it for the NFL divisional round special and episode 19. And as always, good luck, happy handicapping, and may the gambling gods look gracefully down <laughs> upon you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, guys, on iTunes. Don't forget to leave us a review, and please, guys, tell all your friends about us. Come on, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Wager Pager. Also, if you or a loved one has a gambling addiction, don't be scared to seek help. You can contact the National Council on the Problem Gambling at 1-800-522-4700. They're open 24 hours a day, and all calls and text messages are confidential. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast. Bye, guys. Later. Here we go. Major Pager Podcast is co-hosted and co-produced by Chris Rogers and Mercedes Barba. Edited by Mercedes Barba. Created by Chris Rogers. Additional analysis provided by Jim Rowland. Music by The Morose Project. Produced and written at San Francisco Music Studios. Logo designed by John Carbonella. All picks are for entertainment purposes only. These plays are not financial advice. <laughs>